Welcome to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. I'm your host this week, Liz Flora, and today we're joined by Desi Perkins, a digital content creator and the CEO and founder of skincare brand Desi Skin, as well as sunglasses brand Desi. Desi, thanks for being here today. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So I know people can't see the background, but you have a very elaborate glam setup behind you. Where are you based right now? I am actually in my home studio. So this is why we have so much makeup back here. Very well organized. Uh, Probably the only thing that's this well organized in my life. But yeah, um, lots of makeup behind me over here. It is definitely makeup organization goals. I feel like mine is the exact opposite. It's just a drawer that I can't find anything in. So it's super impressive. Don't feel bad about yourself because the desk that I actually have my essentials is a hot mess. This is like, you know, my inventory. So it stays neater, but your day-to-day to stay that neat is not as realistic. So don't feel bad. Mine is kind of messy over here as well. Totally. So we're going to talk about your skincare brand today. But before we get into that, did you want to just share the story of how you first got started in beauty? You were one of the early beauty influencers on Instagram. How did this all begin? So this story is one that I've told so many times, and it is one of my favorites, obviously. Um, I actually was always an artist as I used to paint and draw and sketch and fashion design was something I was really passionate about. So anything that had to do with creating art. Um, And so whatever canvas that was, I would do it. I would paint on wood, you know, I would do fashion sketches on paper, wherever. I would just love to create things. I even used to actually remove my makeup and create art on the makeup wipe. Back in the day, I would create a full face drawing somehow. I wish I could find one, but Whatever it was, I loved to create. And one year, my husband needed a Halloween costume. He didn't have one, and he was uh, doing photography for this nightclub, and you had to be dressed up. So I had stumbled across YouTube, and there was a special effects artist who did this amazing like skull-type makeup. And I was like, you know what? I could probably do that. I'm just going to try to figure out with the makeup that I have. And actually, I had taken a face painting makeup gig a few years back that my mom made me do at her hotel. So I had the face paints. And um, I just did his makeup that night. He went out and all of these people asked, who did your makeup? They thought he got it done professionally. And he was like, yeah, it's my girlfriend. She did it for me. And they, they asked, well, do you do this for hire? And I said, yes. Even though that was not something I did, I didn't have all the tools, supplies, nothing, but I just said yes. Because at the time I was a cocktail server and didn't really love my job. So I started taking bookings out of my home for special effects makeup, and that's really how it all started. And I loved it. That's how I got into the beauty world. And then my husband said, there's this app called Instagram. And at the time, it was the app that you really everyone used for filters. Like they were taking pictures of their feet and their food and like putting those crazy filters on them. And I just thought to myself, oh, Stephen, I already have Facebook. Like, I don't want another app. And he said, trust me, just do it. Just start posting your makeup looks on there. And I did. And it changed my life. Um, there wasn't a lot of beauty people on Instagram, it was a very small pool. I'm talking maybe 10 people who actually were posting beauty. And one of the biggest at the time, who was Vegas Nay, I thank her all the time. She reposted one of my Halloween looks and my phone started blowing up. 
in a way that I don't think is possible for it to blow up anymore. I think people reposting you is so normal. But at that time, it was just going off. And I started to gain all of these followers and people that were interested in my makeup. The next thing you know, they started asking me if I could do YouTube videos. And I just said, you know what? Why not? Let me just do some YouTube videos. So it all kind of snowballed into where I am now. And that's how I got into the beauty space. So do you remember what year this was that you first went on Instagram? Uh, I want to say 2012, 2012-ish, around then. It's definitely been over 10 years. So it was a long time ago. And um, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, that was very early days of Instagram. And it's so interesting because a lot of the big beauty influencers from that era got their start on YouTube what did you see in the potential for Instagram? So at the time, this wasn't a job. What I'm doing now and what it's turned into did not exist. I feel I really had to navigate my way through what was happening because nobody knew what was happening. It was just blowing up. And so the way I saw it was if I could get enough recognition on Instagram, that means I could get more freelance work, which means I can get more clients and I can just quit my job as a server and just do makeup full time and that I would be really happy. That was really how I saw it. And somewhere along the way, I realized that I actually wasn't happy doing people's makeup. I started doing TV and like some celebrity and uh, well, some celebrities. And then I realized, I don't know if I'm loving this. I don't know if I'm loving creating this for other people. I loved creating what I wanted to or what I felt in the moment because I think that's the artist in me that wants to just do what I'm feeling. So I started to get nervous that I chose this career path that I wasn't sure of, but little did I know that YouTube was actually where I was meant to be and to share and express and teach through my own canvas and what I was feeling and what I wanted to create. And it just turned out so well that that actually happened. So... And you've been at this for over a decade. How would you say your beauty aesthetic has changed over time? I think I definitely have brought more art into my work in general and everything that I do, not just through my makeup. I think I would just channel all my art art towards my makeup. But now I like to channel that through all of these creative outlets, whether it's creating videos or with the brand and how it things are presented to the world and just really making it personalized. I think everything has more of a personal touch than it did when I first started. When I first started, I just tried to see what everyone was doing and I was like, okay, this is how they do it. Very clean, very professional. And I feel I bring a lot more of personal touches and I like to make everything feel like a scrapbook or memories. And I do that with everything with, you know, all my content and yeah, I just channel my art through everything now, not just through my makeup. And obviously after the era of Instagram, we now have TikTok and you're active on that platform. What are your thoughts on how TikTok compares to Instagram or YouTube? Oh, girl, I'm tired over here with all the (laughs) the apps. Um, I think that TikTok is an amazing, amazing platform. It's much different than Instagram and YouTube. It almost feels like it's this app that was born through 
not wanting everything to be perfect anymore. Just real raw um, content that people are craving. And I think that's what makes it so amazing. I feel that I could pick up my phone and create a TikTok and just throw it up in two seconds. Whereas, you know, YouTube is a whole production. This typically would take me four hours to film, set up, and then the editing process was two hours on a good day to edit just, you know, roughly a tutorial. And so there's a lot of back end where I love that you can just kind of press record on your phone and upload the content almost immediately. So it allows you to really push out content quicker. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's great. I think it takes a little bit of getting used to for people who actually grew up in the YouTube world and the Instagram world. But um, yeah, I just love how casual it is. Would you say there's any one platform that's your main focus right now? I would say my main focus is TikTok at the moment. Um, my heart is still with, how do I say this? Like my heart is still in Instagram, but mostly Instagram stories because I feel I've developed a really big connection with people direct through my stories that I can just upload every single day. I love to stay connected to people and then read their responses. So I have a love for that part of Instagram, not so much the grid, just, you know, the more personal side. But I think TikTok is the platform that everyone should really be focused on right now. I think that's the one that's going to, you know, have longevity at least for a while. And so I am focusing on TikTok. And you've always been known for posting really raw content about your personal experiences. Do you think Instagram influencers a few years ago were more reluctant to post that kind of content? And is TikTok kind of changing that? Yes. And that is why I love TikTok. I feel it has allowed people and not just TikTok, to be honest, I don't think TikTok is changing it. I think the great thing about TikTok is it does push out all types of people, whether you are a big influencer or somebody that's just opening their phone that day to share a story, you get pushed into people's algorithm, which I think is amazing. I think the days of just pushing top creators is dying with Instagram because people don't just want to see that. They want to see a little bit of everything. And even I've discovered how much more I love being on TikTok because of the diverse content that I'm being fed. That's pretty much catered to me, but not just in one category. It's like everything. So I really love that. So for some reason, I feel that people, there are people who have stories to tell. They just weren't being pushed out and they never had a platform where maybe they even felt that who's listening, who's watching, right? It's if you weren't a big creator on Instagram, it was really just your friends who followed you. Whereas now if you have something to share, it could potentially get pushed out to so many people and I think that's um, inspiring for people and it just gives them a platform that helps them do that. And in terms of beauty content, we've seen so much more skincare across TikTok and Instagram and YouTube over the years. When did you start posting about skincare and what kind of led to the idea to create your own skincare line? So I think I started posting about skincare early on in my YouTube career, and it was probably around the time that I was going through a really bad skin stage. It had become really difficult for me to 
like I said, back in those YouTube days, everything was just perfect and people didn't share these insecurities. And so it was a lot of pressure for me. And then one day I said, you know what, I'm just going to do a video that shows my breakouts and what I'm going through, but then also show how I cover them to make myself, you know, feel better that day. And that video is really what actually changed my perspective on how much skincare matters and how much people want to hear about skincare. And it also was amazing for me because I felt like I had this advantage of hearing everybody's skin issues and what bothers them and what products they love. And I always took that into account when I was buying skincare, but I have this plethora of information of what people want and need in the skincare world. And so I think that's when my mind shifted into, wow, I really, I really, really love this category of beauty. And so that's when I really started getting into it actually. And once I started finding products that cleared my skin, I would share that journey and it gave me so much joy that when I recommended that product, people ran out and bought it and then their skin changed and they would write me saying, this is like the most amazing thing. Thank you so much. I'm so happy. And that feeling was just better than like the makeup hacks and trip and uh, tips and tricks because skin issues can, I know how badly they can make you feel. And so, yeah, I just kind of developed a love for it along the way. So the brand launched a year ago in April, 2021. When did you first come up with the idea for it? How long was it in development? So it was in development for a little over two years-ish. And um, the idea came actually, I knew I wanted to do skincare when everybody was pushing me to do makeup. Um, I know that at the time I said, I really want to start my own brand and people really associated me heavy with makeup. But I, I knew that I think skincare just gives me more satisfaction. I love both. Don't get me wrong. I love, love makeup, but I realized that I had the passion for helping people with their skin more than even the makeup. So, um, yeah, I started right around then and it's turned into this beautiful brand that I didn't, couldn't even possibly envision at the time. And tell us about the development of the branding and the aesthetic. What kind of concept were you going for? So I, I, I always wanted the skincare to feel luxury and beautiful and something that you would want to and be proud to put on your nightstand or your bathroom countertop. Again, bringing all the elements of art uh, into the brand. So I did want the ingredients to be very efficacious but I also wanted the marketing to be beautiful as well. So, you know, sometimes it's marketing and the product's okay or the product's amazing. The, the packaging is okay. You know, I just, I kind of wanted to marry the two concepts together. And that's really the, the starting point of, of the brand. And I also really was inspired by a lot of architecture. So some of the packaging and little details and the way it looks and the color choices were all inspired by architecture. And your first product was the vitamin C serum when you launched, and you've launched a few products since then. Did you want to share details on your newest products? Yes. Um, yeah. So vitamin C was our first, and it has taken off and just done amazing. And 
Ultimately, my goal with the brand is to have a full skincare regimen from start to finish. So I've been slowly working my way towards making that happen. That is the goal. And we are surely on our way. We've been testing so many things. And of course, the process takes a really long time. However, we have a really exciting new launch that everyone has been asking for. And it's a staple for, I think, everyone, which is a moisturizer. And this moisturizer has been something we've been working on for so long. It's called Agua Fresca. And again, I love to incorporate uh, my culture into this brand as well. And that's through language and ingredient sourcing. And um, Agua Fresca is important to me because actually my great aunt, who I share a lot of on my Instagram, um, used to make and sell Agua Fresca. And the women in my family have been making it forever. And it's just this really fresh, hydrating drink. And so I thought it would be a perfect name for our moisturizer that is launching first week of April. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. What have you seen from your audience in terms of awareness of skincare ingredients over the years? Obviously, you have the vitamin C product. Have people shown more awareness? What have you been getting in comments from your audience? 100% the consumer is so educated and they do a lot of research now, maybe opposed to years ago when, you know, what was in your product maybe wasn't as important. But I knew, especially as what people like to say, an influencer coming in and doing a skincare brand that I wanted to really be taken seriously. And what ingredients were in my products were so important because I didn't want it to feel like I was just putting out a whatever product because I knew that people would would think that maybe, you know, that's kind of a thing that gets thrown around. And so if anything, it's the most important to me that my ingredients are amazing and are efficacious and that I cater to as many people as I can, leaving fragrances out. And it's, it's really amazing to see because th- the consumer is so well-educated that they even educate the brands now, letting them know what they should do, what they shouldn't have in their products. And the industry is changing because the consumer is now telling people what they want, which I think is really amazing. And like I said earlier, I feel like I've had that upper hand because one, obviously I, I was a consumer and am a consumer of all these things, but also everybody gives me their opinions and I, I'm with my peers and we all talk about the things we wish they would have or what ingredients we, you know, we don't like to use. So, Do you have a specific target demographic for the brand? Uh, well, my first product was definitely something that I created for myself and for my specific audience that has been with me this whole time. That was something that um, I definitely targeted towards because those are the people that have been with me talking to me about their skin issues. And I'm Mexican and I know um, a lot of Latinas follow me and they talk to me about, you know, hyperpigmentation and dark spots and anyone with more melanin in their skin tone tends to get uh, more dark spots. So that was vitamin C was like, that's why I started it. Um, and now I create just for, again, I, I guess I'm always creating for my 
my audience because they're the ones who are telling me what they want, what they don't want. And I think that's just really my target to always, you know, try to create for them. Yeah. And then in terms of audience, we talked a lot about the platforms you're personally focused on. Is that the same for the brand? What kind of social platforms are you focusing the most on for the brand marketing? Well, (laughs) as of right now, our brand is, our marketing is going heavy towards Instagram. And I think Instagram for brands is really great because I think they're also targeting their platform towards brands and a shopping experience. And so I think for brands, um, this is still a really, really great platform. I would like to also dip into TikTok with the brand in a more casual sense. Um, So that's actually definitely in our forecast to be doing that. Yeah. What do you think of the Instagram checkout? Because you have the checkout on Instagram and you sell the brand on your site. What are you seeing in terms of the outcomes for um, both of these platforms? Do you think Instagram's good as a specific shopping channel? I think eventually they will be a great shopping channel. I think a lot of us, for example, hopefully they can be just as seamless as like a an Amazon shop. You know, when you click to buy, it's so easy. And I think that's really what their goal is right now. Unfortunately, it's only US. My sales can only be US. So that's something that kind of um, discourages me a little bit because I want to be able to sell, you know, international on Instagram as well. So I think once that, if that opens up, that would be amazing. And have you used any of the shoppable Instagram features yet, like the shoppable live streaming or shoppable reels or having influencers put the shopping links in their um, posts or stories? I'm a huge sucker for shopping links and stories. I have yet to personally shop through the lives or the reels, but you can catch me clicking your affiliate link on your story. I, I literally like, I find out a lot about what I want through Instagram, just like how TikTok really gets me as well with their shopping. Uh, people tell me what to buy over there and I'm over there buying it in two seconds. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of a sucker for that. I still haven't super got into shopping with reels or lives yet. So we'll see. Maybe, I don't know. Do you remember your most recent Instagram impulse buy? Yes, 100%. Um, And nobody will forget it in this household because it was actually uh, my son's playground from uh, Costco that one of my influencer friends posted that she got Valerie Star. She's great with home decor and just like fashion, everything. But she posted this and I immediately was like, we need to go get this ASAP. And yesterday... It actually wasn't a link. She just told me where to get it. And I and I was so impatient that I went straight to Costco and actually bought it. But um, yeah, I made all the men in my life, the grandpas and everybody built it yesterday. It took them all day, all day. <laughs> so you have high hopes for Instagram as a shopping channel for Desi Skin. I do. I do. I think it's going to be a great platform for brands. And what about... TikTok as a shopping platform because we know that TikTok has the ability to add stores now. Do you have any plans to do any kind of shopping stuff on TikTok with the brand? 
The thing about TikTok is you, especially as a brand, is you want to decide how you want to market. And I think um, it's so different than Instagram that I definitely don't want to start and mess it up. Like I, I really want to make sure that I have a clear vision of how I want the TikTok to be. I think it's the perfectionist in my brain and that's why I haven't um, started that. But once I do, yes, I will um, definitely be utilizing those tools because TikTok, I mean, that platform gets you to buy stuff. And I think it's because it's so casual. It's not pushy. It's just people are sharing products with you. And if you love them and you get to see them in real time, then you purchase them, which is nice. And I wanted to talk about um, your plans for the brand in the future now that you've hit the one-year mark. What about sales channels? So you have your D2C channels. Are you interested in going into any retailers in the future? Is there any information you can share about anyone you might be talking to so far? Yes, we're actually talking to some big retailers and I hope that everything goes as you know planned but no definitely we want to start selling in stores it was really important for me to start direct to consumer because i wanted to have all that feedback and all the just you know really set my roots in as to who i wanted to be as a brand and what i wanted to launch and things like that so now that i feel like we have established ourselves uh, I'm ready to venture off into some into some stores. So we're very excited for both Desi Skin and Eyewear. Okay, we'll definitely keep an eye out for more news on that. And how do you think people's beauty shopping habits are different now? Because obviously you launched during the pandemic when everyone was still kind of stuck at home. What about now? Is it important to be in a physical space? And is that what you're looking toward? Well, I don't think necessarily it is as important for people to be in a physical space anymore. I think people are, I mean, I personally love online shopping. I'd rather online shop than go to a store. But with certain things, I think especially for eyewear, it is really nice to know that you could go somewhere and try it on, see if it fits your face. And I think that's really important. So Specifically for eyewear, I think I would, you know, love to be in store for that reason. But even then, all of my friends say how much they just like shopping online. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the future is for a lot of, you know, in stores. Hopefully it's still great. I think for me, like going to a beauty store, I still really enjoy. I think it's just so fun to browse and look at things and look at packaging and, coming home and just having like dumping out the makeup that you just bought and the skincare. There's something really, I don't know, exciting about that. And just being able to put away all your new products, something there triggers like a really nice memory for me. So I think with beauty, it's, it's just, it's really nice. It's kind of like a de-stressor, you know, like going to home goods. And then you mentioned international. What are your international expansion plans? Is the is the line available on the site internationally? And are you looking at yes. international retailers as well? Yeah, so our site is available. Um, it's international shipping. However, to reduce, you know, shipping costs are really expensive, obviously, especially right now. So I am looking at uh, inter international uh, vendors to carry some of our stuff so that people in other parts of the world 
can easily buy without having these expensive international charges. Have you run into any of the supply chain stuff that we've been hearing about from tons of brands? Oh my gosh. It's insane. I don't think people really realize how how bad it, it is, but um, a lot of production has slowed down for us. Things, you know, even certain things were supposed to launch, you know, a certain time ago for everyone. I think it's great that I have this really good ecosystem of friends who also have brands because we can all kind of talk about it and not feel as bad because sometimes you think like, dang, is this just happening to me or what's going on? But no, it's it's pretty slow, which, you know, everything comes in time and we're finally here. We have things. Once they're ready, they're ready. I just kind of let go of the the timeline now. I just say, what will be, will be. And when it's here, it's here. <laughs> How does that affect the timing of the product pipeline? How frequently do you plan to release products in the coming years? Well, the first year, I think it was a huge building year for us and also a huge learning year for me as far as how long it truly takes to produce something. And not only just if that in the perfect scenario to produce something, how long it would take, but how many revisions you go through is almost unpredictable because you send it back until it's it's right. So for me, that's the luxury I have, I think, as being um, a self-funded brand. There's really no one to say, okay, well, we need to hit this deadline. And I think that's been a really nice luxury. Obviously, we all want to turn around the product quicker because, you know, all your money's tied up in these. This is a huge investment for us. Uh, but I'm also super perfectionist. So I think now the process that I have down and just knowing what to look out for even more with each product that we've launched, even with eyewear, just things that I already pre-know are going to bother me or changes I would like to make. And from all the feedback people are getting, I'm able to give those notes quicker so that we don't have so much back and forth. And hopefully within this coming year, we actually have a really healthy lineup. It's almost so great that I don't even know how we're going to launch it or do photo shoots for it all because there's so much happening now. So I think we're on a good good track. And then in the long term, we've seen so many examples of makeup brands getting into skincare and doing these skincare makeup hybrids. Do you ever see makeup in the future or do you want to be purely skin? I never want to say never, but it's definitely not um, something that I see right now. You know, it's not that I'm not passionate about makeup, but I also feel like I want to make sure that I don't do too much quite so fast. So the way my mind works is I only see the future so far ahead so that I could focus on exactly what's in front of me. And then who knows along, along the way, my mind might change, but right now, yeah, I'm, I, uh, as much as people are telling me to do makeup, I'm still, my heart is still just, I want to focus in skin for now. Sticking with skincare. Okay. And then for a final question today, obviously there's so many skincare trends and hacks going around on social media, on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube. What trends have you been interested in? What are your favorite skincare trends right now? There are so many trends. How can one, oh, there's, there's so many, but, um, you know, 
I was thinking about this earlier and I was thinking it's such a great trend, I think, that people are showing their imperfections and then maybe showing how to embrace them or, you know, fix them or what makes them feel good. And I think that's a huge trend happening right now. I don't know if I want to call it a trend, but the openness of people wanting to do that is actually so refreshing. Um, And what's even cooler is I love to spend a lot of time in TikTok comments. TikTok comments are the best. And it's really incredible when I do come across a TikTok where somebody's sharing something that they're insecure about. And then, you know, they like do a little something or they use a certain concealer that helps them cover it or whatever it is. The amount of people in the comments that either one are so thankful because they also have that feeling or, you know, they're just like so amazed by this product or they're encouraging and stuff like that. I really love those, like little before and afters. Desi, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and share the story of your brand. We're looking forward to seeing everything in store in the future. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. Tune in next week for another episode. And of course, if you haven't already subscribed, please hit that button.